Well, we always have to talk a little louder than usual. Alright, look, we're going. Oh, hi, hello, hi, we're recording. Hi, welcome to Media Boat Light. Media Boat Light, <laughs> yes, L-I-T-E. We're like the Miller Light of podcasts. The Champagne of Beer. <laughs> Champ- no, that's Miller no, High Life. No, the Champagne of champagne Podcasts. Beers. Uh, yes, Media Boat Podcast, welcome to an audio-only edition this week. This is uh, October the 24th. 2018. This is episode 146. Uh, we are coming to you just audio this week because we are in between apartments. We are moving. Um, so our studio recording space is kind of up in the air at the moment. We will be back next week with uh, that all figured out, though, for you. So we should be live again next Wednesday. Uh, but for now, we're just doing an audio-only version of the podcast. Uh, so bear with us in this uh, kind of lighter episode. Should be a quick one, though. So let's just roll right into it. First of all, what is the Media Boat Podcast? We are a podcast dedicated to news about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. He's been going on for a while, but we've got... We're going to run right through this. This is, like I said... In the beginning, this is a media boat light version. Uh, normally, we do four stories of each, but because we're in not only in a time crunch, it's also kind of a slow week. So we're going to do two <laughs> stories each, and we have some thoughts at the very end. And that is very convenient, by the way. It is. <laughs> that it was a slow week. So well, yeah. I could I could find stories if I wanted to, but but in this case, not that much going on. Yes. Um, so we always begin the media boat podcast with movies. And we always begin movies with the weekend box office numbers. Yes, and it is definitely Halloween time because it's, Halloween. It is indeed is Halloween. Uh, Halloween is next week. And you can tell because Halloween is your number one movie. The, Please, yes, note that this is Halloween, the sequel to Halloween that is already not to be confused with Halloween 2. Or Halloween, the other Halloween. So I wouldn't say it's the sequel. I would say it's a sequel. To the original Halloween. It involves a lot of the same characters, but it is a reboot for all intents and purposes of the series for a modern audience. It seems like it's trying to do both. It's trying to have that cake and eat that cake. And I think it's done that since this is only a $10 million budget. Yeah. So how much did it make? Well, it is number one this week at $77.5 million for its debut. Respectable. So, so yeah, uh, like we say all the time here. Horror movies, making that money. They make money. They make money. Coming to number two, A Star is Born, in its second week, gets $19 million. Um, a respectable $125 million domestic. Hey, way to go. Not bad. Yeah. Venom is your number three, with $18 million, adding to its 163 total. Goosebumps 2 is number four, with $9.7 million. First Man rounds up your top five with... Eight million dollars, uh, and there they are. Those are your top five movies. What's coming this week, you ask? On the 26th, this weekend, we have three movies, all very, very different from each other. All right, so what's the variety pack? First up in the variety pack, Hunter Killer. This is the submarine movie starring Gerard Butler that you didn't see commercials uh, till like this week. Yeah, I didn't know it existed until two days ago. Uh, uh, also, this that, that gives you an idea of what that movie is. Then. Yeah, it's uh, submarine movies. I know some people who like submarine movies. Your dad. Yeah, my, my father. Uh, Indivisible 
What is indivisible? Do you even know? No. No? Okay. No. Uh, no, that's what I'm thinking of. No. <laughs> it's a movie. It's a movie. I can tell you that. And lastly... I think it's drama. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. And lastly, a movie that we don't need to explain, Johnny English Strikes Again. Yes, Johnny English, uh, Mr. Rowan Atkins. Yeah, and... his p- character that's not Mr. Bean. Yes, the one the that other actually character. talks? I think he does, yes. I, I want to believe, I, I think. So yeah, the f- first Johnny English movie was what, in like, probably early, early 2000s? 2000s? It sounds right, like 2001 or something. It's been a while since we've had a Johnny English movie. So yeah, I guess this is someone. This is for someone. I'm not sure who this is for. I don't know. So those are your movies that are coming out this weekend. Did you see any movies this week? I was going to see um, the the Royale film, The Curious Case of El Royale. Oh yeah. Whatever that's called. Whatever the hell that's called. Yeah, but then moving kind of got in the way. Yeah, kind of. We've just been occupied all week. Yeah, I was going to so. go last night, but then I had a lot of stuff. I, I didn't realize how much stuff I had to do. Yeah. So that, that took up my time. Naturally. As it does. As it does. As you do. So let's move on. Uh, yep. Out of uh, the box office and into movie news. All right. Light movie news. What do we got? Our first story is an update on the Wachowskis. Oh, yeah. They haven't made a film in a while. So, yeah. That might be due to this story. <laughs> They're closing down their Ravenswood Avenue facility in Chicago, which has been home for their works for the past 15 years. Uh-huh. Yeah, the facility has been the production base for all their works from Speed Racer to Jupiter Ascending and their Netflix show Sense8, which uh, okay. uh, so this is, this recently is got that, canceled. So this is from that Netflix, or not that, the Matrix money they got. Yes, exactly. Uh, they had to give up the studio space due to lack of projects in the pipeline, and thus will be downsizing to an office space in Chicago. Yeah. So losing a studio space means that there's probably like will be a, l- a little longer uh, where we don't know what they're working on, but um, who knows? Yeah, they're not out of the game. It's just that they can no longer facilitate a fifteen thousand square foot yeah facility. So yeah, we'll see. But hey, if you're looking for a green screen and cheap um, <laughs> movie production yeah, facility in Chicago, <laughs> well, it's, it'll run you a cool $5 million for 15,000 square feet of Something warehouse space. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, next story is about the Library of Congress. Congress. Don't fall asleep yet. Congress? <laughs> they're, in se- they're, not, they're not in session. The Library of Congress. It's oh. different. They've uh, launched something called the National Screening Room, where they're going to put hundreds of historic films online. Oh, so I can access them? Yeah, the Library of Congress is really good at that. They've done that with with other kinds of media, like books and music. Now they're putting movies up there. All of these are free for the streaming, uh, free streaming, with a collection that spans over 100 years, from 1890 all the way to 1999. The goal is to provide a broad range of historical and cultural audiovisual materials that will enrich education, scholarship, and lifelong learning. So yeah, you can it use... It sounds like college. It's pointed at college kids. Yeah, in fact, you can use any of the materials found for educational purposes, uh, but does note that copyrights are needed if you use it for financial gain. Yes, I think it was last year there was a lawsuit about one of the international films that tried to use... Like a, a, a 1920 song 
that they didn't know was still under copyright, but figured, oh, it's 1920s. No one has copyright to that. Turns out someone did. They sued him, and that film was never released. Yeah. So there you go. So, yeah, a uh, good thing to note is that there is a way to find out if the, the film or clip you're looking at is copyrighted or not, or if it's public domain. Yeah, it looks like it's noted under each clip, so that way you can see immediately, okay, do I need to credit this, or what can I use this for, or what are the terms? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's nice. Yeah. All right, well, that does it for movie news. Short. Oh, my God, that was so short. It's not even 10 minutes. Usually that takes us like an hour. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, let's move right on. <laughs> To television, and we always start television with sports. All right, which we got the World Series going on. Yeah, like, the World Series right has officially now? started. The Los Angeles Dodgers and the Boston Red Sox are battling it out. Looks like the Red Sox have taken an early lead. Uh, yes, they took 1 0 um, last night. And look like they're probably going to take two. Yeah, they're in the lead right now. Yeah. Um, should they sweep, that will, series will be over by Saturday. So, yeah, we could have a crowned champion if the uh, Dodgers don't show up before uh, Saturday night. I do like that it's sort of an East Coast, West Coast That's live fun, thing. yeah. It's always fun. It's a fun rivalry. Yeah, so uh, some stakes into it. Exactly. Meanwhile, the the football... Uh, the, uh, football keeps on footballing. Football keeps on footballing, and it continues its streak of overtime weeks. It oh. won't stop. <laughs> No, it, it was the Browns again who went to overtime. Of course, it was. Uh, no tie, but yeah. uh, still, you get extra football. Uh, yeah, it's it, dumb. Even, also, uh, it is of note that there are there are London games going on. Oh right. So if you're playing fantasy football, those games start at six a.m. <laughs> West Coast time. So get ready. Uh, nine nine a.m. East Coast time. So uh, set your lineups accordingly. Yeah. Um, speaking of extra football, there's extra extra football because college football oh, yeah. also is happening and we had some upsets. Yes. Uh, Ohio State, number three, went down. The Ohio State? The Ohio State lost. Um, but that is actually right on track because usually right around this week and next week and... Is usually when like the top teams tend to fall, and you see major upsets, major, major upsets, upsets. Um, throughout the uh, college football because the season ends in like three weeks for them. Yeah, it's coming up. Um, yeah, mid actually November, no December, end of December. Okay. Uh, no, 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 end yeah, of November. Really yeah, end of November. <laughs> but we're coming down to like the uh, in in conference games is what we're going into ah, here. I see. Uh, anything else in sports you want to talk about? Anything going on in hockey? I feel like you're trying to lead me on to something, but no. No, I actually don't know. Oh, no. Um, just hockey's going on. Basketball's going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, LeBron is LeBron played his first game with the Lakers. Yes. And, uh, someone threw a punch in that game. Oh, shoot. Yeah, there was a fight. There was a brawl. Chris Paul got ejected. Oh, damn. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. Yeah, Le- Le- that Le- LeBron. Le- that game went into overtime. My understanding is that they lost, but LeBron still like earned a lot of points. Yeah, LeBron's still being LeBron, but they yeah. lost in overtime. And there's a big discussion online as to whether does LeBron still got it. That's a good I'm question. Like, or does look at need, his stats. Does he need a team that can <laughs> look at his stats? Don't look at the wins lost. Look at his stats That's as a player. True. Yeah, it's a different thing. Yeah. 
Okay, anything else in sports before we move on to movie ne- or to television news? No, I think we can move on to television. All right, let's move on to television then. Uh, television news. First up, it's a big week for The Simpsons this week. It is, of course, the annual Treehouse of Horror episode. Like one episode I watch a year of The right. Simpsons. It will air on Sunday as scheduled following the World Series game if there is one that night. Uh, if there is one, so if there is not a game, it will air at 8 o'clock. Right. Otherwise, it will air post game on the East yeah. Coast and uh, post game on the West Coast and pre game on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Uh, but regardless, it will air on Sunday. This year, uh, the trio of stor- stories have parodies of Jurassic Park. Invasion of the Bat Body Snatchers and the Three Faces of Eve. Snatchers. Uh, Snatchers. Uh, however, uh, there's a couple reasons why this one will be uh, more interesting. Uh, not only is this the 30th an- uh, edition. Uh, next, no, no, next year. This is next year. Yes. I thought that this was this year's. Um, no, 2019. Oh, so the following the year. The following year, yes. So, so some interesting tidbits, I guess, of the, about next year's show. Yes. Um, next year's show will be the show's overall 666th episode. It will be episode 666, <laughs> which is great. It'll also be their 30th edition of the uh, Triosis Horror. So this is 29. This yes. Year. Uh, currently, by the way, though, the, season, uh, the series hasn't been renewed past next year. No word on whether we're getting a season beyond... Uh, the next season, so we'll see. I mean, I think thirty is a nice even round number it's to a end it good on. Round number, I think. I also, think if so. you it stops you from going into well, you go into twenty twenty. Yeah. But you would end there because season goes from nineteen to twenty. End in twenty twenty. Yeah. That's a crazy run, eighty nine to twenty twenty. That'd be insane. That's thirty years <laughs> of Simpsons. Wow. That's a lot to think about. All right. Something there hasn't been 30 years of, though, is um, uh, uh, a television show about Superman. Uh, they've kind of come and gone. Like, uh, you mean The Adventures of Lois and Clark? Yeah, I think that might be the... Well, wait. Is that or Smallville the longest-running Superman television show? Did Smallville end up beating its run? I think want to say yes, because well, that went 10 seasons. The CW is about to give it another try. They're in early talks with someone named Tyler Hoechlin... Hochlin? Oh, this is the guy we were talking about earlier. Yes, we were. <laughs> to receive his very own Superman show for their network. Tyler has already portrayed the Man of Steel in Supergirl and was met with plenty of praise from its fan base. Uh, the upcoming crossover event titled Elseworlds. Yes, this will be the fifth crossover of the Arrowverse yeah. shows. We'll see Superman alongside the introduction of Lois Lane in this universe, uh, played by Elizabeth Took, and act as a backdoor pilot. Elseworlds will also introduce Batwoman in the hopes they can spin her off as well. Yes, Batwoman, not Batgirl. Sorry, so Batwoman. So, yes, don't all you online people who keep saying Batgirl. No, no Batwoman. It's Batwoman. Different character. Yes. Both of those projects are in early development for the series. Uh, early development basically just means we're going to see how they go for this Elseworlds uh, crossover. Happens, yeah. And if it's well received by the fans... Then we're going to try and push it to a pilot and get a, a season order out of them. Yeah. So Next year. Only a matter of time. I guess we'll find out. I mean, it's probably good. Uh, well, it's been, what, eight years since Smallville went off the air? 
Yeah, something like that. So is it time to reboot Superman? I think it probably is. I mean, it's a different take. I mean, those those uh, uh, kind of Arrowverse shows are different than the Smallville stuff was. Well, it's funny because Smallville, or Arrow, was a spinoff of Smallville. Right. At the well, like, very end of the season. Yeah, the very, very, the very end, end of the season, thing. they brought in the Green Arrow right, for a couple so episodes and spun that off. I guess off. they're in the same universe, but not really. I don't know. So is this just the snake eating its own tail again? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> CW does that a lot, though. Uh, All right, well, uh, that's it for television news proper. Uh, do we have any television to talk about this week? Probably not. We uh, yes, I do. Oh, you do? Uh, yes, it's gone. Ha, 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 ha. Very <laughs> the TV funny. is gone. Yes, we're temporarily TV-less. Uh, we'll be back in action. I'll be back in action Sunday night. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, yes. Uh, but it is of note that Daredevil season three is up on Netflix. If you want to watch that, yeah, that happened. That that happened is happening. Will happen as long Continue as it happen, yeah. stuff happens. Right. Well, that does it for television. That means we get to move into cancellations and renewals. All right. Who got the boot? First up, we actually have a li- an extra episode order. We have sixteen more episodes from NBC's Manifest. Yeah, aren't you happy? Oh, the Wonder Twins. <laughs> uh, we have a cancellation, though. Netflix has canceled all about the Washingtons. I don't even know what that is. It's one season, so hey, yeah. don't need to know. Just one season. Uh, ABC has ordered a full season of Station 19. Uh, that is the Grey's Anatomy offshoot boot. Yep. Uh, Fox has uh, ordered a full season of The Cool Kids, uh, which is that old, old I, dude I know, show. Though. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, I don't know CBS why. Uh, uh, has uh, uh, done a full order, uh, ordered a full uh, uh, season for God, that God Friended Me show as well. Sure. Uh, and CBS has also ordered a full season of Magna P.I. and The Neighborhood. Oh, so three freshman shows get full All season orders. get full seasons. Netflix, however, is uh, canceling Luke Cage after its second season. Okay, so... Yeah. Another one bites the dust. Another so, yeah, I, after Iron Fist, now Luke Cage is gone. Yep. Then it'll be Jessica Jones. And then just going to work backwards. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And then uh, lastly, uh, we have two more seasons on top of the existing two of Disenchantment ordered over at Netflix. That puts that show, speaking of tw- that show is going to 2020, that puts Disenchantment through to 2020. Yep. So we'll have four years of Disenchantment to look forward to here. Well, you go Matt Groening on another yeah. successful Animated show? Pitch? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I, liked, I liked how it started. I'm excited to see more. Yeah, uh, that's the weird thing. That it only went through part one, not part two. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. And then we have no deaths because it's a short week and yeah. we didn't look for them. I didn't look so, for them. Fair enough. Let's move into music. And we always start music with the Billboard charts. Okay, super Billboard charts. And we're zooming right through this. We're zooming right through this. Uh, your Hot 100, your singles chart this week. So hot. So, uh, topped once again with Girls Like You by Maroon 5, featuring, featuring Cardi B. B. Number two is ZZ by Kodak Black. Number three, Lucid Dreams by Juice World. Number four, Better Now by Post Malone. And debuting in top five this week, uh, number five, M.I.A. by Bad Bunny. So, there you go. Uh, wait, is that M.I.A. by Bad or No, M.I.A. M-I-A is the name of the song. Bad Bunny is the artist. So it's not M.I.A. the artist. No, it's not. 
Your Billboard 200, your album chart, topped again this week for the second week in a row by a Star, Star Wars Born soundtrack. Yeah. Number two, uh, Quavo. 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 Uh, with Quavo Huncho as your number two yes, album. That's Dave Quavo. Number two. That is Quavo of Migos. Right. Number three, the Car- the Carter Five by Lil Wayne sticks the in the round. The Carter. Number four, Drip Harder by your favorite, <laughs> Drip Harder by Lil Baby and Gunna. <laughs> And number five, LMA by LMA. Self-titled debut. Debuts and number five. All right. That's your Billboard charts. What's coming up this week, you ask? All right. What am I listening to this week? Well, I don't know what you're listening to, but here are albums that you'll have to choose from. Uh, New this week, Daughters with You Won't Get What You Want. Sorry. You won't get what you want. Sorry, Daughters. Uh, George Ann Muldrow with Overload. Hush Kids with Hush Kids. Jessica Moss with Entanglement. John Legend with, this is early, A Legendary Christmas. Has he not done that already? I'm surprised, I guess not. I feel like he would have done a Christmas album already. Yeah. Julia Holter with Aviary. Lucas Graham with Three. That is Lucas Graham of Seven Years fame. Yes. Mick Jenkins with Paces of a Man. Robin with Honey. Ty oh, Dolla Sign. Yeah, new Robin album. Yeah. It's been a bit. Uh, Ty Dolla Sign with Mitty. Ty Siegel with Fudge Sandwich. Mm, fudge Sandwich. Mm. The Black Eyed Peas with an album called Masters of the Sun Volume 1. Yes, that Black Eyed Peas. Oh boy. That sounds like a weird move. Alright, those are your new releases this week, so I don't know. Black Eyed Peas? Yeah, maybe. Mm. Uh, moving into super, super, I almost said Super Bowl news, but that's accurate. Moving into music news. Yes, uh, Super Bowl is a music thing that happens yearly. The Super Bowl halftime show, specifically, is a place where the biggest artists of their time get to perform. Last year, we saw freaking Justin Timberlake sleepwalk through a performance. Before that, we had uh, Bruno Mars. Yep. This year, we know that Maroon Five is officially signed on, but who? by chance, uh, was asked first. Well, it turns out Rune 5 was not asked first. Other artists were asked and denied the opportunity. Rihanna, most notably, declined an offer to perform the halftime show because she was showing support of quarterback Colin Kaepernick, who has been iced out by the league since 2017 due to his involvement in the kneeling uh, protest. Involvement or startup? Yeah, I mean, both, really. Inception? Yeah. Uh, he is currently embroiled, of course, in a legal battle against the NFL, which he believes is colluding against him due to his kneeling protest during the National Anthem. Well, I mean, you see the quarterbacks that are out there and realize that, hmm, maybe they could use Colin Kaepernick instead of whatever quarterback the Browns are currently trotting out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Baker Mayfield's great, and I know that, but, you know, they're trotting him out there. Hell, I think Tampa needs a quarterback. <laughs> maybe. Arizona, the Cardinals, the one and seven Oof. need a quarterback. Yeah, one and seven Cardinals, jeez. Well, uh, even the 49ers lost Jimmy Jesus <laughs> for the season, and they need a quarterback. Jimmy Jesus. All right, uh, moving on. Our next story in music is about Nicki Minaj. She, of course, dropped an album earlier this year called Queen. Which we gave our thoughts on. You can go back and check that out. We did, but not on Queen was an unreleased track called Sorry. The reason was because it had a a sample from Tracy Chapman that hadn't been cleared. 
Well, guess what? Tracy Chapman is now suing Nicki Minaj for copyright infringement. Chapman says that her song Baby Can I Hold You is featured heavily on the unreleased track and that the song incorporated lyrics and vocal melody in its most recognizable and memorable parts. Chapman is suing Nicki for damages in order to prevent Nicki and her team from releasing the song on a future version of Queen. Now, wouldn't Nicki just go and get... Just, like, basically ask her for this? Well, here's the thing. Nikki had publicly asked Chapman to clear a sample via Twitter, but she never got the permission. So, basically, the question was out there. Nikki's team also made multiple requests in June to license the song and were consistently denied. All of this wouldn't have been an issue if if not on August 11th, Funkmaster Flex premiered (laughs) Nikki's Sorry on on his show, I guess, and has since been removed. Yeah, um, because the song is out out there and yeah. people have pirated it, downloaded it, and it's stripped it. It's fair game for Tracy Chapman's people to sue. Yep, because she essentially created the song, still created the song without permission. Yeah, uh, it's a weird, weird, weird situation, but overall, uh, I guess good on Tracy Chapman for trying to get credit for something that heavily features her song. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's understandable why that song was not on the album now. Yeah. Or wasn't in the first place. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on now. We have uh, some brief thoughts here. We listened to a little bit of a, of the album Shake the Spirit by L. King. Yes, yes, we did. Yeah, I mean, sound like L. King, who, of course, one... Rob Schneider's daughter, and two, this is just a fun fact I love to repeat, and um, and two is uh, she's the X's and O, uh, X and the, X's and O's, sorry, uh, lady. That yes. was kind of a big hit for her. She also performed that stagecoach. But it's a lot more of that is what I was gathering. It's like, yeah, okay, this thing's like sounds in her wheelhouse. It's all very kind of bluesy rock. Uh, that seems to be what she likes yeah. to make. So if you like X's and O's, it's basically just that. It's variations on that. So yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it definitely shows that right. that X's and O's was not a one-off or a fluke. No, she's uh, doing what she she wants to do. Yeah, uh, but not really for us, and I think not for most people. <laughs> I don't know. I, there are fans of that song, and so I think they'll be fans of this album. Yeah, but yeah. So if you like L. King. This is basically El King served on a platter for you. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that metaphor. Okay, okay. Here's it's El King's music. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, Serve, yeah. Served up on a CD <laughs> platter. <laughs> on a platter. <laughs> Ew. Just, just, Anyways. Just, there you go. Well, that's it. Then for music, let's move on to video games, which will be kind of a bigger, our probably biggest segment tonight. Well, it's okay. We got time. Cause we really about time. 25 minutes into this. All right. That sounds great. Let's talk about video games, our upcoming releases this week. All right. What am I playing this week? There is a video game based on My Hero Academia. Yay! It's called One Justice, and it was out this week on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. I love My Hero Academia. You'll have to check that out. Tell us about it. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, though, is your big release this week. It comes out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. I, uh, I have I may may have not already been promised that game. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so there you we'll go. See. I guess uh, if you play some of that, you'll you'll. Uh, if talk I have time to play, any this of is going to be weird. This is going to be the first time where we're like, 
I'll genuinely have to ask you about these games because I don't, I won't actually see you physically playing. Well, you technically you will be able to see me physically play them because I'll be streaming on That's our true. Twitch. Maybe I'll watch your stream, switch, uh, switch, Twitch. switch stream, Twitch stream. Oh god, be, I can't talk anymore. Toast it's a tongue stream. twister. Yeah. But anyways, um, yes, Red Dead Redemption Two, the long-awaited sequel. Yep. Uh, and. Delayed a couple times. So yeah, here it is, finally. Yes, before Kingdom Hearts 3. Also, here it is, finally, Just Dance 2019. (laughs) Uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Also, fun fact, I believe that there is still a Wii, not Wii U, a Wii version of Just Dance 2019 being released this year. Really? They are still, I believe, somebody can correct me, if I'm wrong about this, but I, rem- I think I remember reading earlier this year that there was slated to be a Wii version of this game. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It's a big <laughs> international game. Yeah. Just like FIFA, like up until two years ago, was still releasing games for the PS2. Yeah. Because that game, because that console is still big international. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you're not a fan of dance, though, uh, you might be a fan of Windjammers, the recently remastered uh, version of Windjammers, is now coming to Switch. And then lastly, and we'll talk a little more about this a little later, Jackbox Party Pack 5 surprise release this week. Woo! Uh, and that's on Xbox One and Switch. Well, it was act- it's actually out right now. It was supposed to be out this right. week, but surprise released a week early, Right. a la Marvel Avengers. Yeah. So they're like, oh, well, we'll just release it early. So yeah, uh, it's good news. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about more in a few minutes here. Uh, but first up, uh, first big news story was kind of the big one that continues to today. Uh, that's kind of been going on for the last week and a half. We didn't talk about it last week because it was kind of just starting, um, and I didn't bring it up. Um, well, but- I, I saw it, but I just kind of like, oh well, okay, th- that's that sounds normal. Yeah, because but- it's a big release. But yeah, we're talking well, about we're talking about Red Dead Redemption yeah, Two and Rockstar. Let's, let's get into this. So, Rockstar was not in the news just for releasing a big video game this week. They're also in the news for not so great stuff. They have been dealing with crunch working hours, high levels of working hours leading up to the release of Red Dead Redemption Two. There was a controversy arising about this uh, due to an interview that co-founder Dan Hauser uh, had uh, participated in, where he claimed that people were working 100-hour weeks at various times over the course of 2018. And when I heard this, I think, okay, that's hyperbole. There's no way it's actually 100 hours. So, yeah, uh, when this initially came out, um, a lot of people kind of were very quick to to point this out because this is coming in a year... Uh, marked by a lot of people talking about labor in the video game industry and talking and, about crunch and talking, and talking about, about overworked employees. And talking unions. about union. Yeah, exactly. So it seemed like a weird thing to say in the midst of the like the room. Basically, Dan Hauser wasn't reading the room. No. <laughs> so you, you, you wanted to, to purvey, we've worked so hard on this game. Right. 100 hours, work weeks. So yeah. So after and without this, realizing that that's... Bad labor practices. It's not great. Yeah. So um, after it kind of blew up on social media, uh, Hauser issued a statement clarifying that his comments had referred to just a small team of the senior employees, including himself, and that anyone working this extensively elsewhere did so voluntarily. Uh, 
keyword voluntarily. Uh, they are contributing its efforts to assure that it does not enforce uh, 100-hour weeks on its workers now by uh, encouraging its current staff to weigh in on the issue. One of the programmers has spoke out, stating, quote, I have never worked more than maybe 50 hours a week, and that's a rare occurrence, but I generally work about two to six hours of paid overtime per, uh, per week. I'm non-exempt, so my overtime pay starts at one point five times salary and scales to two times after eight hours of OT in a week or twelve that, hours in a single day. That's very which standard is for in California. To California law. Yeah, see, that's standard. As we know, uh, because we work in California. Also, he said uh, he has only been asked to work on weekends once or twice in my entire time at Rockstar on the Tools team. This, however. So, however, I want to bring up that this is actually a very rare statement in a sea of statements to the contrary, where people were coming out to say that it was an atmosphere of pressure there uh, to stay after hours of competition almost. There's one former Rockstar employee that said on Twitter uh, that when they had worked there uh, before, years ago, not during the... the, the um, mm-hmm. The cycle for Red Dead, but for previous cycles, that uh, that they would often be called uh, told that when the higher ups, such as the Housers, were in the in the building, they had to appear as if they were working like overtime and doing crunch hours to make sure that they were working the amount of like expected time and like working just as hard as the senior management. So. There's kind of other wrinkles here, too. Uh, there was some talk about how uh, apparently company culture at, over at Rockstar, uh, if people don't stay on the team, this is something that came out today, if people don't stay on the team long enough to complete the game, if they leave the project before the game is complete, they are not included on the credits of the game, mm. which is not great. Um, and just an overall kind of vibe, to just like, even though the, that Dan Hauser is out here saying, like, no, we're, we're going to work on it and it's better than it was before, is like still just the atmosphere is that of these games aren't great because we basically work way too much on them. Well, put it this way, 60-hour work week is still a 12-hour work day. Yes, it is still inappropriate. It is still something that should not be happening. And there are, thankfully, today also some um, other... Uh, Developers came out to basically speak about their practices and how they don't have to do this. Most notably today, Criterion of Burnout fame uh, came out on Twitter basically today to say, hey, we have normal schedules. We don't expect anybody to work overtime. We don't like pressure anyone to work any overtime. We have things scheduled out and spread out and we make our deadlines. Also notable, Bungie um, is a notable game developer that has a very specific crunch. They do crunch, but they schedule it out in a way that it's a specific time and not random. And so that way people always know when it's going to happen and it's always voluntary. So it's like there are companies that have figured this out is basically what other developers are trying to say. And that Rockstar is a little behind the times in in scheduling these things out and making them manageable. So yeah, there's a lot going on in the story. Overall, I think uh, it's good that this is getting out and the air is getting cleared. I'm glad employees are getting the ability to talk about it openly because in the past, Rockstar has been a very kind of closed, tight company. Um, Also, I assume all these people have signed NDAs on everything they're doing. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, I think it's overall good for the industry to see. It's like what it takes for 
a triple A game like this and what like a big release like this and what goes into it and how we can make the the working environment better for these kinds of games to still exist and not work these people ragged. Uh, step one: don't create such a tight deadline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, hopefully uh, things are changing over there, like the like Dan Hauser says they are, and yeah, hopefully this, uh, these uh, environments will be improved. All right. Yep. Let's move on to a kind of a heartwarming story. Oh, okay. But who's heart doing the heartwarming? Believe it or not, Activision and Call of Duty. I don't believe you. Well, guess what? Surprisingly enough, Call of Duty has introduced something called the Call of Duty Endowment. It is whoa, a, whoa, whoa. The what? The Call of Duty Endowment. Oh, are you... Okay. They're endowed. <laughs> well endowed. Well endowed, in fact. Uh, so they're a non It's a non-profit program started by Activision... All the way back in 2009, believe it or not. It's been chugging along ever since. Huh. Uh, they've worked to help unemployed military veterans transition to civilian careers. This year, they're donating 100% of the proceeds from all sales of the Call of Duty Black Ops 4 DLC called the Call of Duty Endowment Salute Pack. The pack itself costs $4.99 and is available now via the Xbox Store, PlayStation Store, and Battle.net. It includes a tag, a sticker, a gesture, a calling card, and an emblem. Uh, those are all in items in game. Items in game. Yeah. yeah. The original goal was not, to not help... like those aren't like physical items. No, you don't get be... anything physical. No. <laughs> um, the original goal was to help twenty-five thousand veterans uh, placed into jobs uh, by the end of twenty eighteen. That milestone was reached way back in twenty sixteen. So the goal was revised to fifty thousand veteran job placements by twenty nineteen. That goal also was reached ahead of schedule. So the current mission is 100,000 veterans placed in civilian jobs by the future date of 2024. So good on Activision for making a program that is helping veterans. and uh, good uh, A way to give back through their yeah. war game. And, uh, it's a war game. Let's and be uh, fans of Call of Duty, you get a chance to help directly by buying this DLC. Yeah. So absolutely, go and buy this DLC. It's, all, it's always nice when you see companies do this. Like when yeah. um, Blizzard did the pink... The Pink Mercy outfit for breast cancer. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, stuff like that is always really, really good to see. Yeah. All right, that's it for video game news. So that means it's time to talk about video games we've played, and we've played a couple. Yeah, we've actually played two, yes. Yeah, let's uh, talk about Jackbox real quick three. because I think it's going to be shorter. Well, i I got a quick mobile game to talk about. Oh, you have a mobile game to talk about. Yes, it's new. Uh, I got okay. beta tested into this thing. Called right. Battle Lines. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because it's from Nexion. Oh, the uh, Maple Story uh, people, the whatever the hell else people. Yeah. Yeah, Nexon. Yeah, Nexon. Um, it's called Battle Lines. Uh, it's technically Marvel's Battle Lines. They okay. put Marvel on this thing. So who comprised the Battle Lines here? Marvel superheroes? Yes. It's okay. Marvel superheroes in a story campaign, which is tic-tac-toe-esque. Wait, what? Yeah. This is a mobile tic-tac-toe game? It feels like it, yes. <laughs> uh, you, the game board is a 3 by 4 grid, and when you complete a row of your characters in either 3, either horizontally, diagonally, or 4 vertically, um, they issue attacks directly to your opponent. Weird. Now, the cool thing about this is that, well, your opponent, that you both play cards into each slot, but you can attack the card and then take over that slot in order to issue your full combos. Okay. Or, you know, screw over the other player. Right, which is more likely. Yeah. It's an interesting 
interface. I've never played a game like this. Yeah. Um, the leveling up per card feels a lot like the Marvel Strike uh, that I played so much of. Yeah. Um, but it's so far it's an interesting, interesting game. Hmm, okay. Um, I was looking up games that were pre-order. Yeah. Or like, like give me in for the beta release, and I saw this. And was like, hey, that sounds interesting. I like Nexon as a company. I like Marvel. Let's see what they're doing. Yeah. And this game is intriguing. That's as much as I can say about it <laughs> by playing like maybe four or five hours of it. Yeah. It's intriguing enough to where. I'm going to keep playing it, but not so much with Marvel Strike. I was, like, constantly on to on that thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you get a chance to play that, Marvel Battle Lines, um, it's an interesting game. Okay. That's, I know I've said that a lot about this thing, but it's, there's no game out there that I can, like, compare it to because yeah. that... The like tic tac toe grid, or like connect four-ish kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but it's in a three by twelve grid. Interesting. Yeah, and it's I like it's an interesting tactic on it that I like. Yeah, but it's not like too complex where I'm like completely lost. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, and it's it, check it out if you can. It's still in uh, early beta. Okay. So stuff can and will be improved on this thing. But yeah, uh, if you can, check that out. All right, cool. Uh, then we played console video games as well. Yes, we did. All right, talking about Jackbox. So Jackbox okay. Prey Pack 5. Yeah, games. you get five games so in it. So there are brand new games on this thing as well as the return of You Don't Know Jack. Yes, oh, that's included in it. But yes. Um, so uh, it's fun. Okay. I haven't played it yet, so this is all you. I know. <laughs> uh, I've been playing this online with randos. Uh, the one thing I will say about each of these games that I've been playing is they are long. Yeah. Compared to the previous games where it's like two rounds, 15 minutes, you're done. Mm -hmm. These feel long. That may be because I'm playing with full houses each time. Maybe. But because each, each one is paired up, it just feels like a really long game. Um, there's, so there's classic Jackbox, which has been updated, okay. uh, to reflect recent times. Um, it's Jackbox. It's fun. <laughs> you know what it's to funny. expect there. You know what to expect. You get the screw overs. Yeah. Uh, there's references to other two previous games that That's they've true. created. Um, a lot of pop culture stuff is current events, um, while also being like, here's this current thing. But we're giving you a twist on it, hmm. uh, like which of these, like which of these mo movies would Shakespeare not approve of? <laughs> and they're current movies that are that have Shakespeare um, themes in them, yeah. except for one of them. <laughs> so it's fun stuff like that. That's fun, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, so that's Jackbox. It's fun. It's ten rounds. It's it, what you think. It's it is. what you think. It is what you think it is. But the other games are the cool ones. Yeah. Um, one is a Twilight Zone-esque game called Split the Room. Right. Um, where the the goal is to basically put up your answer up against something that the computer gives you. And your goal object is to literally split the room. The more divisive of an answer you give, yeah. the higher your score. Okay. Rather than something that's either all or nothing. Right. It's It's a little bit more like, no, you're trying to be... Complicated. Yes, you're trying yeah. to make people think, oh, I wouldn't do that, or like, what? Wait, what? what? No, I, no, I don't know. I would. 
Yeah. Yeah, you try to make people think and do that. So that game is actually fun, and I really like I really like the Twilight Zone esque. Yeah. Just because I like Twilight Zone. Right. Uh, so it appeals to me in that fashion. But like I said, because each player has to do a single question like that, yeah. it can indeed feel long in the tooth. Right, yeah. So it seems like, yeah, if you're one, just a kind of a one-and-done kind of very quick thing, this, these games are not that. No. no fact, well, you can do it for the other packs. Yeah. But not this, this one. Not this game, yeah. Yeah. Um, another one, or the other, other uh, game in this, is called Patently Stupid. Right. Where you're trying to invent a, a new... Um, idea basically this sounds fun it is kind of fun um yeah. it gives you two props and you fill in the blank of whatever you want and it goes to someone else okay. and they have to choose between the two. Oh, that's cool okay and then they give you a square napkin and you have to draw <laughs> your invention <laughs> and then present it via via showing the drawing yeah the name of it name of your invention and the tagline okay uh, and you can either have do an auto present, where they'll the computer will automatically do it, or you can present it yourself, where you'll click at certain times, which which part of the presentation you want to show, whether you want the drawing first, mm-hmm. then the name or the tagline, or vice versa, or whatever order you want. Okay. Uh, I I usually like um, doing the name, then the tagline. And then the drawing. Or the name, the name, the drawing, and the tagline. Okay. Yeah. So that is fun, especially if you can draw. Yeah. Because I, I could see a lot of people complaining, just like TKO. It's like, I don't want to do that one. I don't like drawing. So. Yeah. I think TKO is more fun, though, because it's more openly free than, yeah. here's this thing, this draw this more thing. more specific, like, you have to draw this well. Well, because well, it's, it's, here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Draw a solution, and right. unlike TKO or um, Civic Doodle, where it's literally draw anything you want within yeah. time limit. This is seems a bit more specific, but that's based on whoever's in the room. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And lastly, the um, well, there's one more game on there, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah. Uh, but the game that I have played a lot of. And that I really like is Madverse City. Okay. The reason I like this is because everyone is a robot, right? A digital robot, rapping robot, and you rap. Yeah, this one sounds pretty good. This one is great. Um, you're given the you're given a Mad Lib style first verse, mm-hmm. and then it says rhyme, and then after you give a single word or direction for it. Uh, then it says, now rhyme this lyric. <laughs> and so you do that twice, and you spit your flow <laughs> as a robot at the end. And that's three rounds battle-wise, and the first time I did it, I was so good, I got over a million points. Wow. And I unlocked an achievement. The guy was like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> there you go. Thanks. But yeah, I love that because I like doing rhymes and making up stuff as I go. Right, yeah. So this game is right up my alley. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, all these games sound fun. I'm excited to try it out sometime. Oh, yes, it's fun. The good thing about all these Jackbox games is you don't have to own the game to play it. Yeah. Yeah, you can go on twitch.tv and just search Jackbox 5 and people will be playing and streaming it. Just use the room code 
yeah. at jackbox.tv and play along. When do you think at some point they stop numbering these? I just had that thought. It's like, are we really going to get like Jackbox 6, Jackbox 7? Shouldn't they just like go like by annual releases, like just sports title it? Like, oh, this is the Jackbox for 2018. This is the Jackbox for 2019. Why not, right? Eh. I don't know. It's just a thought that I just had. I, I, see, I <laughs> see why you would want that, but... When I mean, the numbers get too high, you're just like, well, what is this supposed to represent? Especially it's, since they keep reintroducing games and introducing... Well, well they reintroduce the games. The, names, the, game, the name of the games change. Like, yeah. But the, the packs don't. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. It's just... It's it's interesting, but all right. Well, uh, anything yeah. else you want to say about Jackbox before we move on to? Um, no, they're fun. It's just that these games are longer than normal. Yeah, or at least they feel longer than normal. Okay. Than uh, normal, um, normal than previous uh, Jackbox entries. You know what else feels longer than normal? Not this podcast. <laughs> no, but what does is. The single-player content in Soul Calibur 6. Oh, so we're going to move on to our second game. Yes, holy crap. So, Soul Calibur 6 came out last week, and Jesus, is it enormous. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so I knew I was going to buy this basically since it was announced. I am a you huge love it. Soul Calibur fan. I love Soul Calibur since 2. 2 is the first one I played on GameCube. I loved that thing. Played it to death. I played, I rented a copy of the PS2 exclusive Soul Calibur 3, played that for like two weeks before I had re- uh, returned to the blockbuster. I owned a copy of Soul Calibur 4 and 5. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's like, I love that series. It's one of my favorites. It's the only fighting game that I can really get into uh, because I feel like it's accessible, but it's also easier to learn than a lot of fighting games. There's not a whole lot of combos to remember. There are combos, but they're generally pretty intuitive to learn. And because it's all directional, which I like. And instead of being like short, like like uh, like light and heavy attacks, it does a really interesting horizontal and uh, vertical attack uh, thing that makes it a little easier for me to grasp how the blocking works. So... Of course, I picked this up on Friday, and, well, it's still good, but man, I did not anticipate how much of a focus they were going to have on the single player in this game. Yeah, I, so I jumped immediately into single player because I had a night to play this, and it's immersive. Yeah, it really, really sucks you in. It's got the tradition... So it's got two major single-player modes, major single-player mode. Um, One, which is kind of a mission... What they call their mission mode, which is kind of like the mission modes from previous Soul Calibur games, except this time you use your created character, a created character instead of an existing character. So basically you go in with your creation and you level them up, you get them new weapons, and you kind of... Immerse yourself in the story of the larger story of Soul Calibur VI. Um, it is enormous. This thing I've heard from people that have played um, over six hours aren't even close to finishing it. Like, that's how big this content is. So that's just one piece of this, though. There's also an entire story mode that has a story, like a basic story mode that maybe takes like 45 minutes to finish. It's not very long. But then also gives you a story mode that's about 45 minutes for each 
character individually. So finishing all of that is like 10 hours of gameplay right there. 10, 11 mm-hmm. hours of gameplay. Per character. Well, no, no, no total. Total, total. So yeah, it's like that on top of also buried in the battle section is also original ass arcade mode. That's so if you just wanna, Yeah, if you just want to play arcade mode with a character and just like go through a bunch of like tiered like levels, just like classic Soul Calibur, you can even do that if you want. And all of that on top of all the multiplayer modes, your uh, your uh, uh, couch like couch versus your online versus your tournament modes, your uh, all the usual suspects are back too and character creation which is just as deep and involved as it was in five in fact this game feels a lot like five uh but moved into the new generation and with a lot more single player content tacked on like it's a lot of game uh the only minor complaint that i have so far with the game is it's outright teasing of season pass content oh yes this sucks whereas basically the game has content in it that refers to characters that are not in the game the game you will fight has, yeah the game has specific fighting models mm-hmm. and moves and sets and weapons and weapons in the games <laughs> that you cannot access yeah so for example the one that bugs us is that there's a character called tira uh, she was inv- introduced in three. She's, I think, been in three and five. Three and four. Was she in four? Uh, she was, because I played four. I had to play five. Okay. She was in three and four at least. Um, and she, her weapon are the big circular blades. Uh, she's two. She's a hula hoop girl. Hula hoop. Six blades, hula hoops. Um, and yeah, uh, there are enemies that you'll fight in the modes in this game that will straight up have her moves and her weapons. But. Tira is not a selectable character, and it doesn't appear to be selectable on the uh, like in the future on the character selection screen either. However, she is used as the teaser image for the season pass button. Also, note that that <laughs> her moveset is not even available for the creator character. No, you can't choose it. So yeah, it's little stuff like that which kind of sucks, and they do want you, they really do want you to buy that season pass, and maybe sometime down the line, maybe I will. Because I do want that content, I think. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, dude, like, put more characters in the game. You have clearly the data in here that proves this character exists on the disc and, or in the game somehow. Well, also, the game file isn't even that big. It's only 10 gigs. No, it's very small. Yeah, it's yeah. 10 gigs. I'm I say it's small. Calling but 10 gigs is very small. It's well, funny, yes. You, well, yeah, because you compare that to Call of Duty, which was 66. 40, yeah. And then this upcoming Red Dead, which is going to be 80. Yeah, 10 is small compared to those bigger AAA games. But yeah, ultimately though, uh, and yeah, the characters involved are pretty much all the ones you'd want. Um, everybody, all the classic Soul Calibur characters are back. Killing Sun Mina, who I missed in 5. Ivy, um, and Yoshimitsu. Yeah, all the, all the usual Siegfried, suspects. Siegfried, Nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get Siegfried and Nightmare, which I think is a first. Um... So yeah, it's like it's really cool uh, to have everybody back, and there are a couple of char- new characters like Grow, who wields two swords. Yes. He's all right. He's pretty good. Um, he has a lot of knockback attacks, yes. which I like. Uh, we also have the uh, guest character of the game. Yes, uh, the Geralt. Witcher Geralt for the Witcher. 
Harry Cavill. Cavill. Yeah. I just call him Harry Cavill. Let's call him Harry Cavill. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, but ultimately uh, this is a Soul Calibur game, and you know if you like those or not. Though that being said, I think this is probably one of the better Soul Calibur games. I'd probably say that this will probably do a better job of converting people back to Soul Calibur than four or five did. I think four turned people off with the Star Wars stuff, and I think five kind of came and went. And I think nobody really realized that five was released, I didn't, except yeah. for me. I think five went under the radar for worse right. people. So I think six... I think four was notable because they had the light and dark version for the Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah. So yeah, it's like this. I think six will be a lot of people's return to the series. I think that's warranted. I think they did a really good job. It's a very quality piece of work. Uh, so yeah, uh, I definitely recommend Soul Calibur if you like fighting games, or specifically if you like Soul Calibur, it's a good time. Whether you're playing uh, with friends or by yourself. Except, just a note, the story makes absolutely zero sense. Do not try to actually pay attention. <laughs> I fast forward through yeah. that story mode just to get straight to the fighting. Yeah, me too. I ended up, like, I started the mission mode by actually reading all the text and I was like, I do not give a crap about what is happening. <laughs> it's some fantasy bullshit and I don't care about oh, it. Fantasy bullshit. Fantasy bullshit. So yeah, uh... Yeah, Soul Calibur six in stores now. Pick it up uh, if you like this kind. If you like Soul Calibur, because you will like it if you like Soul Calibur. Well, I like that we're under an hour right now. Yes, I do too. Because it's time to wrap up. That's so let's it. plug away. Let's plug away. This has been an audio exclusive version of the Media Boat Podcast. You can usually catch us live starting again next week. We will not specify a day quite yet. We'll get on our social media uh, channels uh, and tell you what day we've chosen for our new recording day. Yes, because next Wednesday is Halloween. Right, so probably we'll not be live on Halloween. Probably Thursday. Yeah, maybe Thursdays. We'll let you know. Yeah. Uh, But yes, we should be live again next week streaming on YouTube.com. Just search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find our page. Like and subscribe, please, and you'll get notifications when we're live. Uh, we're on social media at Media Boatcast. We're on Facebook if you search Media Boat Podcast on there. We're on Twitch.tv streaming video games every once in a while on Twitch.tv slash Media Boat. Uh, if you want to see our written work, it's on MediaBoatPodcast.com. And uh, if you want just the audio version of this podcast, you can go to Apple Podcasts or any of your podcast catchers that are RSS feed driven. Just type in Media Boat Podcast and you'll find our uh, podcast. You can find our archive there of uh, some back episodes as well. If you want to uh, help us out with some help money, help us out with money, you can do so on patreon.com slash mediaboat. Go there. You can donate as little as a dollar a month and you can help us make our content even better and make inclusive content just for patrons that doesn't even exist yet. So check that out. In the meantime, we'll be back next week for another issue of if episode of the Media Boat Podcast. We're gone for today. Yes, we're done. We got some heavy lifting to get to. Yeah, and as we'll be back with a regular episode next week. I hope yeah. you enjoyed the light version, uh, the one-hour light version of the Media Boat Podcast. Yep. Probably, uh, well, we would have done it like 40 minutes, but we had reviews. We had to talk about those games. Yes. All right, cool. Uh, Well, that does it. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.